Hey everyone, Andrew here with a fun little offer. If you are someone who wants to show your dedication to shows that break orbit uh, and everything that we do here at the Moonshot Network, well, now you can. We are officially open for some merch pre-sales. Uh, we've never done this before, but we are currently doing a pre-sale for some pins. A Moonshot pin that is uh, our cool logo that our good friend Caro designed is now available in metal and enamel, a wonderful pin form. If you want to show all your friends the coolest pin this side of Jupiter, you can pre-order it. It's available at moonshotnetwork.bigcartel.com. Or if you check our Twitter, we will have a tweet that is, should be pinned that'll tell you exactly where you can find it. <laughs> the tweet's going to be uh, it's going to be pinned like um, like you would if you ordered the... Anyways, you can pre-order it now. Ten bucks. Enjoy the show. What's up, Riley? You want to make a podcast? You know, I do, but uh, golly, what would it be about? This suggestion comes in from our, our dear compatriot, Marn, uh, Char Asnable's Canon Toyota on Tumblr. And uh, she writes, Riley, have you and Andrew done the movie yesterday, but with Mim Bam Bam yet? I feel like you have, but this is a, uh, done this is a podcast minds bit, but I can't remember. <laughs> it does feel in our wheelhouse, but I do think there's something very special to waking up one day and finding out that my brother and my brother and me didn't exist, but everything else did. Because <laughs> I don't think that's a thing that, like, for the Beatles, <laughs> in the movie right yesterday, you could just play Beatles songs. I Yeah, I think that we... I really do feel like we have done yesterday, but it's Mabim Bam, where we just find someone else and record old bits from Mabim Bam. That feels like something that we've done. Um, it is. I saw a, a tweet going around recently that was like, if I was in a yesterday situation, I don't know how long it would take me to notice. I feel like I could go years before I realized, hey, wait a minute, the Beatles don't exist in this timeline. Do you. How long do you think that you could go without the Beatles? I think I would notice. The problem is, I think I would notice the Beatles like within a month. I think I'd get one month. I feel like I get one Beatles reference a month. Because I think I think what would honestly happen is I would mention I would reference Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which I feel like I do at least once a month. I don't think I've ever heard you reference Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's because is... I know you don't want to talk about small in-fiction things that are happening on a concept album. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, I recognize the things you aren't interested in. <laughs> and I, I, do. I don't believe that's true. <laughs> there are things that I think you are funnily not interested in and things that I think you just would find, like, I don't care in a not interesting way. And I think... <laughs> I think concept albums is one of them. 
I think uh, here's the deal. I I think that you're probably right. Uh, a, a lot of concept album ideas do kind of feel like you're telling me about your tabletop role playing game experience. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, I'm going to say this sentence out loud. To me, the Beatles is kind of like Naruto, where I was very into it in high school to the point where like I think that if you were to talk about it now i would get the reference and have a good time talking about it uh but not in a way that i would like actively want to talk about with like an active friend an active fan of naruto right so john is sasuke i think george is shiku george is shikamaru makes sense to me that feels correct i think paul is sasuke because he I think he's more beloved by the fandom. Uh, there are rumors that he disappeared and got reappeared later on in the show. Um, <laughs> the Paul McCartney retrieval arc. I think that. Uh, <laughs> I think that. Uh, Ringo's Naruto. <laughs> no, Ringo's one hundred percent Rock Lee. Um, <laughs> Where he only has half the talent of the rest of the cast, but people do like him because he's the funny little guy. Uh, George Harrison is kiba he's got a small but dedicated fan base and he kind of comes back nowadays in the supplemental material in a weird that's kind of in a way that's kind of weird uh but you're also just kind of like okay um can you imagine because he's not around anymore (laughs) can you imagine sasuke going simply having a wonderful christmas time (laughs) i think that I think that when Sasuke goes to Orochimaru's lair and just trains amongst a bunch of dudes for two years during the time skip, I'm not really sure what he was doing during that time. I do think that is when Paul gets very into the sitar and synths. That has the same arc to me. He goes when, he out. Com- when he comes back with a sword and a very cut, an open V-cut shirt, that feels the same. Instead of Orochimaru, he goes out to train with Paul McCartney in the wings. Exactly. Exactly. Who's Itachi in this now? I need to pan further out on, on Beatles lore. <laughs> Who is Itachi Eric Clapton? <laughs> I can't. Layla was the Mangeku Sharingan all Yeah, 100%. Along. 100%. You're you're getting fur you're streaming further from my knowledge uh into like dad rock territory where I can't follow. So in that case I think that Eric Clapton might be Boruto in that a lot of people seem to like him but I don't give a shit and that actually kind of appears to a lot of musicians in that time period too. Who would be modern modern Okay. Who is described as a modern Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney Paul, still. Paul McCartney. Re- well, yeah, but I mean, he's fucking is. Paul McCartney reveals his four favorite re- new artists. St. Vincent. St. Vincent is Boruto. St. Vincent I don't know who that is. Beck. That's Boruto. <laughs> or Beck. It's <laughs> really funny to me. I, I, Andrew. I, 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 so I, I got a question about yesterday and someone. Do. Yeah. I have a couple of Beatles albums that I picked up at a yard sale. Yeah. Um, do those disappear, and do I notice that they're gone? They would vanish, yes. They would right. wake up one day, they would not be there. Other albums would be there in their place, so you'd probably get some Stones albums or something. But I think that before I noticed that my Beatles albums weren't there, I would be like, why the fuck do I have Rolling Stones albums? <laughs> I, I think that I think that I would notice that and then like be like, babe, did you buy the Rolling Stones? 
Did my dad... So my... <laughs> My wife's grandmother, uh, anytime she comes to visit, she'll like slip clothing into your closet um, without you noticing. What in the fuck did you just say to you? This is my job to say weird shit. What? Yeah, it's it's look, it's a thing that it's a thing that she does. Um, but I do feel like I'd be like, did my dad incept my record collection with like some old Rolling Stones in the who? <laughs> Why do I have yes? Why do I have Hocus Pocus by Focus here on my record collection? Who put Jethro Tull behind the Persona soundtrack? Would all of Dest now did in the movie yesterday, did everybody were those people just not around? Did they like kill Paul McCartney in yesterday? I've never seen yesterday has anyone has anyone seen yesterday i feel like in that movie they could not resist making john lennon still alive i think that part of the thing that happens in the movie is that like so the guy just becomes the beatles himself and he's like yeah i'm gonna start singing beatles songs um my gut says that at some point in the movie paul mccartney sues him and is like you're starting to make my music is that a thing, or am I just writing yesterday fan fiction? I think you might be writing yesterday fanfic, because I think the only one that shows up in yesterday, as I'm reading right now, is John Lennon. John Lennon shows up. John Lennon shows up as alive and old, uh, which is different, because he is dead and not alive. Okay. And so that means that they don't; those people don't just not exist. They're just like they didn't do the thing. I'm looking at the cast list right now. Yeah. Uh, one of the the fourth listed is Ed Sheeran as himself. I from Pokemon. Yeah, the guy. The guy. From, we got to get off this movie because this is this is now the second time apparently that we've had a meandering conversation about podcasts and yesterday. Do the Beatles uh, exist in Pokemon? Uh, if Ed I, Sheeran appeared in yesterday. <laughs> and Ed Sheeran exists in Pokemon. It can always, we infer? It it it. Can I? Can I? I'm gonna get curmudgeonly. You know what? I I I've always hated when people are just like, you know, in this TV show they reference a movie, uh-huh. but one of the actors in the TV show is also in that movie. What a weird time coincidence. Isn't that doesn't say doesn't that say weird things about the reality? Who played Kurt Russell's character in such and such movie if he appeared as a guest star on the show? Who gives a shit? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have to imagine that it's all a uh, fucking uh it's a it's an Ocean's tw- I every time that happens, I assume that it is simply an Ocean's 12 situation. What is the Ocean's 12 situation? I believe in Ocean's 12, they realize that, hold on, who's the act, actor in that? They they realize that Catherine Zeta-Jones looks a lot like Catherine Zeta-Jones. And so they have uh, they have Isabel Lahiri pretend to be Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, to break into this casino, but she's recognized by Bruce Willis at the casino. Never mind. It's Julia Roberts. That's it. It's Julia Roberts. <laughs> they Julia. They look at Julia Roberts and like you know you look a lot like Julia Roberts. <laughs> Bruce Willis is there. And is like Julie. It's wonderful to see you. 
So the answer um, is the actor still exists, you idiot. <laughs> <sighs> Riley, do you have another podcast idea for me? Because I, I don't, I don't have anything we're here to go with this. I'm just like, you know what grinds my gears? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're going on one of your the kids today speeches and are on our shaking your fist. So I got to get you out of here. Um, it's not even kids today. It's like cracked.com 10 years ago. <laughs> you know, you remember I, when cracked was good? It was good, but this bugged me. <laughs> cracked.com is a me. reference that some of our younger audience members won't know. True. Um, Andrew, I have yeah. a suggestion here from anonymous on Tumblr that says the comedy roast of Andrew Sherman. Now, before you move, before you say a thing, uh huh, you would obviously have final say on who gets to roast you. <laughs> you mm-hmm. would get to pick the cast here, and you would obviously set boundaries that we would all respect. You have seen Comedy Central, I know how a roast works. I know, I know, I know, but <laughs> whenever I've mentioned this to my dad, as hey, you should let us roast you for a birthday. <laughs> Because I've got a good, a tight 15 on just making fun of that man. He always says, I don't want strangers to make fun of me. And I'm like, that's not what a roast is. Well, you do have to get Greg Giraffalo to come around. Yeah, no. What the fuck is he doing otherwise? Liza Minnelli will be there. But, Andrew, imagine if you will. We, we do a, and maybe it's not you. Maybe it's me. It could be anybody. But imagine we here at Moonshot do a a comedy roast with only the people we trust and stream that. Who are you putting together as the roasters of Andrew Sherman? The roasters of Andrew Sherman. Me, obviously. I'm the host. Obviously, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm stringing it all together. I think Marn would would write a very good joke, would have some very well-written jokes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that... uh, <laughs> this is tough. This is tough because I have to think of who I think could really, really bring it the fuck home. Who could really sell it here? I think Jeff could get in there and twist it. Jeff, knife. Jeff would be great. Jeff's a great pick. Great pick. Um, I'm looking. Th- I'm looking through. I think. I think Max Newland would actually. I think Max Newland would do a really good job. <laughs> I think he'd really fucking bring it home. I don't know Max <laughs> super well, but I do think he'd rise to the occasion. I think I think I think he would ri- absolutely rise to the occasion. Um, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling through our list here. Um, hmm, oh, who would I pick here? Who would I pick from this? I think also like I feel like Juliet would would deliver a very good. Juliet's one of the funniest motherfuckers I know, and that's just because they always remind me that they're very smart midway through the funniest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> Juliet would say something that would make me cry later. Uh, they wouldn't know it, and I would never tell anyone, but I do think that they would be able to hone in on something uh, that I'd be like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that about myself. Uh, Mark Rosewater would be there and be confused, uh, but... Mark Rosewater, the designer of Magic the Gathering? Yeah, no, I'd invite him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, just, just to and come and hang up. out. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, this just becomes like uh, Game Master Anthony's birthday party, but for people that Andrew looks up to. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but would you, are you someone who would be interested in building that as a stream incentive of like say say what eight years from now you do the 40th birthday roast of andrew sherman 
I think that I'm not super great at being the center of attention, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that having a stream all about me where it's a roast of me would be a bit... The entire time I'd be like, well, the numbies aren't up. Why aren't the numbies up? Because we need more people here. Uh, so I'd be like, oh, we should do this as the roast of Riley Hopkins. Not because I want to turn the tables, but because like I think that has better metrics. Um <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the first joke in the roast of Andrew Sherman. That's a very good first joke. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, and here's the thing. You are now pitching the great you get up at the end and give that sweet. That's already like a good a good opening line after the audience has been primed by an hour of dunks. <laughs> like I just don't think that I have the what's the word here? Like you watch some of the roasts on Comedy Central and like mm-hmm. it's clear that the person is just like, I didn't really realize what I signed up for and they're being meaner than I expected. <laughs> yes. You see Who? the moment of regret, like mm-hmm. like where that tipping point is. Well, it's like the 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 Comedy Central roast of Chevy Chase like demolished him apparently. Uh <laughs> just as a human being. Um But like I I feel like I I wouldn't what are the words here? I feel like I'm not interested in hearing uh, people dunk on me. I feel like I'd get bored after a while. And that's not a critique of the people that would Mm -hmm. be involved. It's a critique of myself where I'm just like, I don't want to hear about me. (laughs) Does that make sense? That does make sense. No, like, especially like vocalizing that you don't like being in the center of attention. Like at a certain point, you're like, I'm not even that was. Yes, that was a very good dunk. But come on. Move the focus somewhere else. I'm tired. <laughs> get some new material. We get it. One piece. Has anyone has anyone enjoyed? I don't know. Our and, and maybe this is just that I don't really enjoy roasts. Mm-hmm. But like, do you? What's what do you enjoy about a roast? I enjoy a watching people make fun of somebody that I don't super like. So for me, Perfect. the roast 100 is a Got hostile. One. <laughs> the roast is a hostile experience because never have I watched a roast and been like, I respect the person in that chair. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to watch a roast of like a good friend. I think you're right. I think you're right. This might be <laughs> this might be a doomed idea. <laughs> Andrew, do you have a better suggestion for me? Uh, when don't I, Riley? Uh, no, that was that was a <laughs> I was mean joke. Say, oh, you have one. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I figured you'd be browsing Twitter or some shit by now. No, uh, this one, this one comes in. I think that as I'm looking at it, I think someone retweeted someone else's tweet. Uh, the tweet is an anthology TV series called Closure, where each episode wraps up a show that was canceled too soon. Oh. We're a podcast, but that does rule. What if we just took shows that never got a proper finish, wrote... So this is kind of what you're doing with uh, Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends. Except you're just like, the ending of this sucked. We're going to do fanfic to fix it. (laughs) This is me saying, hi, does anyone else remember the canceled Fox television program Drive starring Nathan Fillion and Emma Stone? It only got six episodes, and it got canceled right as it was getting good. I would like to do a three-part finale. What in the hell? 
I've never heard of this. Drive was a cross-country road trip uh, show where basically a bunch of people are playing an ARG where they are driving cross-country to solve puzzles and uh, compete in a, a, a big race. And Nathan Fillion has to compete to save his wife who's been kidnapped or something like that. It's been a while since I watched it. Uh, the show's really good. It's written by Tim Miniar, who's the other guy that worked on Firefly. Um, huh. And it's it's it, the show was cool, and it only it got canceled right as it got great. And I want to write the rest of season one. Okay, okay, that's. I think that is a great idea. So you do that. You're writing the the rest of season <laughs> season one of Drive. You've taken such a like a sharp whole of like that's the one i'm going to do that do you, i now like need to rethink my approach because i was going to i was just gonna swing at a normal level you know what i mean <laughs> I, was, mm-hmm. I was gonna like say some some shit like you remember the show elementary which is like not that deep of a pull but you pulled <laughs> which got out seven seasons <laughs> maybe it's not elementary there's there's another one that's basically the same thing I like crime procedurals, and it's my my albatross to bear. <laughs> that I like it when they find the murderer at the end of the episode, and you you watch them piece together the clues. Sam has been rewatching Castle lately, uh, <laughs> and I I it's when I was younger, Castle came out, and I was like, this show is fine but I don't like it because I wish Nathan Fillion was doing just anything else. Did you Um, know? Because I was was a big Nathan Fillion fan. And then (laughs) it got like nine seasons and I was like, he's just strapped to this now. Did you know that those two leads, uh, they fucking hate each other. They hated each other so much, which is the funniest shit in the world to me. Nathan Fillion is a guy who I don't, I don't know a lot about, and I have not dug super deep into him and like his ideas about things, but I am a little scared to, you know, you know, there, there are yeah. some actors that have like gone off the deep end and you're just like, ah, you're like a, an asshole to be around and work with. And you're just like, apparently a monster. Um, Nathan Fillion is an actor who I'm like, I could see that being true, mm-hmm. but I don't have any strong evidence except Whenever two people on a set really hate each other, I do kind of look at that and go like, hmm, there's got to be something here. Yes. <laughs> one of you is fucked. And I- <laughs> and it's probably one of you is fucked. And it's probably not the one that doesn't have a career after this. That's just how the industry works. Uh huh. The one of you who's I think is buds with Joss Whedon might be the one. The one who fucks. Yeah, the one. The one who's just like, hey, I've always had a good relationship with Joss Whedon, which is like, yeah, that makes sense that you would, Nathan Fillion. I like. I, I am fascinated. I am like, I'm clicking through. When <laughs> it's one of those things. I'm not saying that anything's bad about Nathan Fillion. Yeah. I just have that vibe that like. If a piece if a piece came out, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be devastated. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel you. I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's me with most pop punk bands. (laughs) So I I do get it. Every time I listen to a new pop punk band, and I'm like, hell yeah. Sure hope nothing bad happens. Time to put my sorority noise record down and go on to. Oh no! 
Yeah, at least Dance uh, Gavin dances to. Oh no! (laughs) Brand new. Oh no! The animation that goes pointed this out in their latest episode, but uh, picking up a new manga is kind of the same way where you're just like, you read it and you're just like, well, I hope this guy has a healthy relationship with kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pop Punk. I haven't listened to that anime sickos episode yet, but I'm going to because I love Pop Punk. I love punk music. But every time I do find a new band, you type the words band name controversy. Allegations. Yeah. And just hit enter. And then you go, okay, never mind. <laughs> I will not be listening to you today. Yeah. <laughs> there are a million good bands out there. I do not need this one. <laughs> Can I tell you, and I might cut this out of the episode. You tell me. Okay. I I have, I have a weird thing where uh-huh. there is a part of me that wishes I owned Kanye on vinyl Uh so that just I could listen to power without any kind of financial support going to anyone. I know, buddy. You know? I know. And it's like, I I definitely don't want to be the guy going into the record store and being like, ah, yes, one of each of Kanye West's (laughs) albums, please. But like, there's a time where I'm just like, 808s and heartaches does hit is the thing. I know it sucks so bad that the music is so is a foundational to me growing up and Mm -hmm. also like is lodged into my brain. It's at specific moments, but (laughs) every time I say this out loud, he does something worse. (laughs) (laughs) And so like. Because the last thing I did was go, okay, there is that mashup album that that guy did. I will listen to that only. There, then I can mm-hmm. hear the the beats and the raps not connected. Then it's it's all you know, fucking already stolen. So we're good. No money is going <laughs> back, and I'll just shut the fuck up about it. Nobody has to know. This is my little secret. And you know what he did? Like a week later. <laughs> yeah. Right. 100%. Just, ah, well, I guess never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at so least, what you know, show what? would you bring closure to? <laughs> I was going to say, you know what, Andrew, at least we could say that we're better than Harry Potter fans because we will not <laughs> listen to it. Still. <laughs> we go, that sucks that I can't do that. I won't do it, though, because morally I shouldn't. It's I hate that it's been stolen from me by a horrible person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Instead of going, but I really want to play Kanye Legacy. <laughs> but <laughs> what a video game that would be! <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. Got- my bra- my brain is now just <laughs> thinking about music, and so you, I cannot, I cannot uh, pull up a, a TV show. Let me, let me. Okay, okay. Let me. All right. Well, then you got a different podcast idea for me then. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I knew when I when I moved away from it, you would ask me about a new podcast. It's uh, it, it's called a transition, Riley. It's a it's a it's I how we know, do a podcast. I know what it is. <laughs> this guy heard me stumbling to find words and he tried to pivot to a topic that might be easier to find words about. What's the deal with this guy? 
<laughs> this fucking idiot. This boob over here. Um, yeah, Andrew, I have a, I have another, um, another suggestion for you. I am not just like staring at the wall, hoping something comes to me. It did. Andrew. Yeah. I think one thing that people appreciate about our podcasts is the, is the, is the, the, the fucking, the volume, the, the high sound quality we bring. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. We, we, we sound good. We are, we are consistent. We don't have like awful noise, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I want to change all that by taking this on the road. Goody. Everyone loves things recorded in cars. <laughs> well, Andrew, Did- let me one up that even further. A motorhome and somebody else is driving. I want to, I want to, okay, I hear that. We'll come back to this. Did you hear that? Speaking of the Beatles. Did you hear that cover of A Hard Day's Night? <laughs> yes, that, I did. That the guy did in a car? I like bleachers, and I can't even... It was really bad, okay? It was a bad <laughs> fucking... I've watched other songs from that set, and they were good, and I just don't know what fucking happened there, Jack Antonoff. <laughs> My- I don't think you're that bad. I, I understand people's complaints, but like when you hit, you hit. <laughs> just so fucking get it. <laughs> Someone... I did see a response to that tweet. Somebody responded to the hate that that was that tweet was getting, and mm-hmm. they were just like, "I think some people just don't understand how difficult it is to play while you're in a moving vehicle." Then why would you do it in a moving vehicle? <laughs> Nobody made them do it. That's the thing. He wasn't in the movie Speed. <laughs> <laughs> The movie crank, but he has to keep playing. Oh my god! What if we? What if we? What if we yesterday did another podcast, but we had to do it in the style of that cover? So we're doing we're doing the most <laughs> miserable rendition of my brother, my brother, and me possible. I the part of that joke we never got back to is I can't do I. What I'm gonna give a secondhand retelling of my three-year-old memory of a my brother, my brother, me, me bit with none of the connective tissue. <laughs> You're just gonna turn on the episode, and I'm going glass shark, glass shark, glass shark. <laughs> like that's all I have. That's all I fucking have. I don't have anything else. I'm gonna tell the story of Justin getting a uh, getting a vasectomy, and then you're gonna be like, "So you got a vasectomy?" And I'd be like, "No, I." I I um half remember a podcast bit about it. People will be like, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> now there's an idea. The concept of podcasts is gone, so we have to yesterday the idea of a podcast and make you, one so good that it becomes an art form again. You're telling me that not only do I have no audience, but also I don't have a platform. <laughs> Hi, download this MP3 and put it on in the your podcatcher of choice. What the fuck What's did a you say to me? No, okay, just like use this RSS feed. Sorry, RSS feeds have been dead since 2008. We don't have those anymore. <laughs> oh, um I guess I'm doing a vlog. <laughs> <laughs> I just and also I don't think Beatles songs are good enough that just if some dude started play, you know how many good bands die on the fucking vine. That's that's the biggest thing about yesterday, and uh, I mean they make a joke out of it where the guy starts singing like um, 
I don't know, Maxwell Silverhammer or whatever. Uh-huh. And people are like, what is this garbage? Uh, because that song doesn't have the cultural cash of the Beatles for 40 years at that point. But like, I yeah, I do think that like, if you go to an open mic night in, I'll be credible and say in Nashville, you know, you go to a big yeah. hub of music, not just, uh, not anywhere in the world, but you go mm-hmm. somewhere, you go to an open mic night, you're going to hear a song that's just as good as Blackbird. You're going to hear an amazing song by an artist that will keep playing for 15 years and then they will give up. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I will have already forgotten their name by the time the song is done. And they were beautiful. The memory will stay with you. And even if you like them, even if you buy every album, they're not going to get big enough to be the Beatles. And that's sad. But like, that is true. <laughs> Sport Do you remember? Artists. Do you remember when VH1 tried to, uh, here's another show for closure. Do you remember when VH1 tried to push a new acoustic artist so hard that they made a whole sitcom about one? Um, Whom? Starring JD's brother from Scrubs. Who the, f- no. Called what are you Love Monkey. Is this coming back to me? Love Monkey? Is this, is this... Love Monkey cast, an American comedy drama television show starring Tom Cavanaugh. This is the one. From yeah. Bucket the Reverse Flash. <laughs> yes, he did become he did he did go on to do Flash, huh? Uh, but they really wanted to push the God, what is this guy's name? He's an he's an artist that did not get uh off the ground because the big thing about him is that he was in this show. Let's see. Well, the cast list is eight people. So we have Christopher Wheel, Jason Prestley. Was he not the, Those are uh, the like three main men. actor in this? Was he like just in the pilot or something? Monroe, small indie record company. Teddy Tom- Geiger. Who? Who? Teddy no, Geiger. This, no, this can't. I don't think this is who I think it is. I need to know everything. I need to know what you think. Like who? Who? who Hold James on. Blunt is in here. Um, who else do we have? John Mellencamp. Are you talking about John Mellencamp? <laughs> Benjamin Folds. No. Okay, she's a trans woman. This is why. <laughs> this is why I don't recognize her now. Okay, she was in this show in at least the first couple episodes because this guy was. Yeah, he became like a record producer, and so they tried to push Teddy Geiger's career through this TV show that just never took off. And then I guess huh. things have fallen out where they lie. Good for her, I guess. But I, I remember the music from this show because I was a sad boy in middle to high school at the time. She did a cover of Under Pressure with Shawn Mendes in 2018. What? Is it any good? We aren't going to kids bop this. Uh, uh, honestly, doing a cover of Under Pressure is like, you're really playing on hard mode. You're doing a cover of David Bowie and Freddie Mercury at their prime. You cannot miss. I don't think it's good. It's not as good as the used in My Chemical Romances uh, <laughs> Under Pressure. I've never heard it, but that sounds like the meanest thing you've ever said about a song. I, they used in my chem to a pretty good under pressure, okay? 
I will say with confidence. <laughs> That's a fun little little pathway you've taken me down. Yeah. Anyways, there was a there was a sitcom that that she was a part of that I enjoyed when I was in high school because oh. I was in high school because she won a competition. Is that what I'm seeing here? I couldn't tell you. She was a finalist in the in the search of the Partridge Family, an American musical. No, she was an a, that's an actor. Yeah. She's in there as an actor. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, no. What the fuck? The pilot was the only episode ever produced. Emma Stone huh. in her first role. Anyways, Love Monkey was a, I guess was a CV, CBS show. We're in a, where did I even get on this? We are in another neighborhood. We are doing something wild right now. And this is the danger of Google, uh, of doing a Wikipedia show. Is suddenly yeah. you're both in another neighborhood. You're both looking up shit about <laughs> Love Monkey and, and, and <laughs> Teresa Geiger. Yeah, anyways, I think right now, my season of closure, we've got Love Monkey, we've got Drive. Uh, what shows from the early 2000s do you want to bring on for this podcast? So while we're talking about weird niche music things, did you know there was like a British show that was a jukebox musical television show, but I think only used music of Blink-182. I'm out. Wait, you don't want to go down my little path? <laughs> I'll talk to you about Love Monkey, and you won't give me shit? <laughs> you don't Tell want to talk the- about all the small things, a <laughs> British television drama? <laughs> what, what's it about? Following the lives and ambitions of a church choir and its members ran for six episodes. Huh. We, we are. This is my uh, closure. OK, you want to know what songs were featured in each of these episodes? Are you ready? You tell me what song was. Tell me what songs are featured in the finale. What's their big finale? And I will tell you what musical artists are in episode eight of Love Monkey. Um, though these are all kind of bad. Like every other, the this they, episode they, they ran episode, out of good ones before the end of the, the episode show. six episode. I guess they didn't only use Blink One Eighty Two. They just did a lot of Blink One Eighty Two. And the last episode does not include any Blink One Eighty Two. It includes Beethoven, Carly Simon, and My First Hello, a band I've never heard of. Whereas okay. like the episode right before that has the kinks blink 182 Sinead O'Connor and and the song Love Hurts. <laughs> We're going to have to get a music budget for this uh, episode of Closure because episode 8 of the show features Natasha Bedingfield, John Mellencamp, Lisa Loeb, Maya, and Teddy Hart. What the fuck is happening here? I'm clicking into the music for What's My Age Again. (laughs) It is a church choir singing What's My Age Again. And with a smiling crowd in a church. It is an acapella rendition. I. This is a nightmare. British television is either uh, the greatest comedy you've seen in eternity or absolutely unwatchable garbage and there's no in between (laughs) i don't know what happens over there i don't know where the disconnect is if if they find the people who make the good shows and they shoot them dead (laughs) i yeah like 
seventy percent of things that I see from Britain, I'm just like, how did you all ever take over this planet? <laughs> <laughs> Ever watched your favorite book become a movie and said, huh, well that certainly was a weird decision? Of course you have. Hollywood is constantly making changes for their adaptations, and this podcast aims to answer the question of why. Join host Emma Shannon and a different guest every month on Unnatural Selection, a new Moonshot Network podcast, as they talk about a film, its source material, and what makes an adaptation good faithful, and less commonly, good and faithful. Check out episode one, coming to a podcatcher near you on February 15th.